Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and children, 18 years or older, welcome to Two Guys in a Car with a CD Bye. today with another exciting episode kind of exciting is it exciting most of them are exciting i think so. i mean any anytime you come to join us it's always exciting because you don't know what's coming you don't i mean you know what episode you've started right? yeah obviously because you get a sense it. maybe it's an artist you've heard of you love or you've never heard of Hopefully we're introducing you to some stuff you've never heard. You just love our sexy voices, so you come back for more. Our ASMR, maybe. Ooh. Very sensual and personal. Yes, you see. What do they look like? Mmm. I can promise you it's worse than what we <laughs> <Yeah>. sound. <laughs> Fat and bald and... <laughs> But, yes, I always think our episodes are exciting because you never know what's around the corner. What is that? <laughs> hey, didn't know it reached that far, did you? <laughs> I was tugging on my ear. So, uh, I'm Gene. Dale. And uh, we are two guys in a car with a CD book. We're going to flip through the old CD book here and pop out a good one. And uh, if you've never listened to an episode before, if this is your first introduction to us, there is plenty of material for you to go back on and discover your new favorite. I mean, whether you're listening... <laughs> nice accent. What? You had an accent there for a second. Yeah. Whether you're listening yeah, to... Like Russian I was. What? <laughs> yeah. Do not know what you are mean. My favorite. <laughs> it's my favorite podcast. There's two real. guys in the car with the CD book. You ought to know, right? Right. I guess if that's what you're really saying. But this has nothing to do with Maharasha. And still, whether you listen to us because we make you giggle, you like the music, or you just think we sound like complete moronic idiots. Probably put it on the old like folks home or whatever, Make lock their rooms, turn it up all the way until their ears bleed out. We've used that one, Dale. Have we? we got to go somewhere else now. Well, you know, every episode's new to me. Right, you've got the memory of a goldfish. Yeah, what? <laughs> That's why I always have to keep saying your name. Come on! <laughs> you know the rules. We don't have trademark to that. <laughs> Phone's muted when we close these car doors. When that seatbelt clicks. All right. <laughs> we're professionals, Dale. Damn it. Dale. <laughs> Today's your today your damn it Dale. Not yeah. danger Dale. Uh, damn damn it, Dale. Dale. Alright, flip through the CD book, would you? Flip, 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 flip. Are you ready? Yeah. Alright. Partner. <laughs> rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> We're not doing that today. Oh, yeah. Go ahead and uh, hit play there. <laughs>
This is Alanis Morissette. Jagged little bill. Oh, that's really low, Dale. You don't want anyone to hear it, do you? Low. That's pretty low. If I'm not feeling the bass, then it's low. <laughs> Jagged Little Pill, 1995. That's, uh, the artist is Alanis Morissette. Yes. This, uh, so what's the anniversary of this? In 25 Next years? Next year. 20 years? Next year, she just announced that she's going to do a 25 year anniversary of this album. So you think she'll play it in full or just the hits? Oh, no, of no, it? it'll be from start to finish. You really think yes. so? That's what people do. They're not going to have a 25 anniversary of an album and play two songs of it and play hey check this song out <laughs> well my only People thinking want is this album so they're gonna put, she's gonna play the whole band she's doing an arena tour though and you know to have an arena of people well, to just I, i'm sure lance morissette probably will come by herself and yeah she'll play the whole album and she might mix some other songs in maybe she's working on new stuff i don't know what was he I don't know if you have it on hand. What was the last album she came out with? Because I honestly haven't heard of her since this album. You know, I know the hits on this album, and then I know nothing else by Alanis Morissette. And actually, most of the time, I kept getting her confused with another artist from the 90s, Fiona Apple. Uh, I used to watch the music video where she was in the bathtub and like, falling off the chair upside down and stuff and I always got the two confused I, I always thought Alanis Morissette was Fiona, Fiona Apple cleaned up you know <laughs> not yeah. looking so dirty and needing a shower so well, uh, she's got a new album actually coming out she just announced it on December 1st isn't that ironic <laughs> get your hand out of my pocket <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so. uh, yeah, it's called like um, Such Pretty Forks in the Road or something like that. I think she announced it when she was also announcing the 25th anniversary tour. So. so she probably announced the album and got no clicks on the internet. And then was like, I mean, I'm doing a Jagged Little Pill tour. <laughs> what? Get out of town! Everyone loses their mind because it's been like the number one trending thing for the last three days, I think. Two or three days. Because it was announced, yeah, around the 1st of December. Uh, and I, all I keep seeing are, you know, 30 plus people losing their mind uh, because this came out in 95. It's like, you know, a lot of people that were in high school in their senior years or, you know, junior years in 94, 95, 96. Bowl cuts. And baggy Jinko jeans. Jinko! <laughs> yeah. yeah. This album was like the story of their life about how they hated their parents and society. And, uh... well, this album is actually very sexual. Really? It's got, it's got a lot of anger, a lot of hate. Uh, I think, I could be wrong, but I could have swore I read it one, like somewhere, that she's actually like a sex freak, or was back in the day. Whoa. So a lot of these songs are about just sexual encounters or encounters. and windows. What does that mean? That means like when you say something normal, but it has an innuendo, innuendo to mean something sexual. Okay, Gandhi. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Like when you send an emoji and you send the eggplant, that's yeah. an innuendo saying you want your dick wet. 
Oh, <laughs> you know. why would you tell them that? <laughs> well, I don't send emojis at all. You know? no. Rarely. I send gifts more than anything, but I don't have dick gifts. Yeah. Now I know this song. You ought oh, to yeah. know. It's everywhere. Everybody knows this. I used to come on when we'd go roller skating at the roller rink. Oh, yeah. Um, ought to know, and I think Kane in My Pocket used to come on all the time. And- well, see, I love 90s alternative music, though. Like, like I said, growing up, I've always had music around me. It was always there. So I'm glad I did get to grow up in the 90s and get to listen to this side instead of just all the pop bullshit. And I fail to remind you of the mess when you went away. It's not fair to deny me. We totally should do a heavy metal cover of this. It's already been done. Oh. We can do it better because we're in a car doing it. Uh, who did the heavy metal one, dude? I, I don't remember the name of the band, but there is a Fearless Records does this every couple years where they do like pop goes punk or 90s goes punk. And some band did this one, and dude, that song is badass. It's really good. On this uh, on this particular track, they had uh, Dave Navarro on guitars for this song, and Flea was on the bass. Yep. Dave Navarro is from Jane's Addiction, and you got Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. So that's pretty neat. That brings a little good vibe in here. And actually, Flea is also from Jane's Addiction also. Really? Yeah, I'm almost positive. That's how we got to start with with Porn Over Pyros. That was Porn Over Pyros was before they were Jane's Addiction. And I always loved Dave Navarro as a guitar player until that tattoo show came out. Really? And then I was just like, he just seems so awkward. It's like, it's like growing up. I loved what's his face from Saved by the Bell. Slater. Uh, Slater. Slater. Okay. I fucking loved yeah. Mario Lopez. Yeah. Now as a grown up. that damn uh, America's make... Best Dance on MTV or whatever. That America's Best oh, Dance. Oh, no. It wasn't room. even that that ruined it for God, me. God, it ruined it for me. He's on like Entertainment Tonight or something. And he's always just doing interviews. and he's, he talks. He's I can't so, He's like so clean. And uh, I don't know. He, as Slater, he used to be like the cool jock that yeah, was like down to earth. Like, and like get his hands dirty. And. I mean, I mean, Mario Lopez is a cool dude, but not no more. he's not AC Slater. You know? Fuck no. And AC Slater's not real anyway. Yeah, I wish he was. <laughs> because those Jerry curls were hot. <laughs> but I, I remember Dave Navarro. I never knew. I heard songs from Jane's Addiction, but I didn't know the members of the band. And. I saw Dave Navarro when he was with Carmen Electra. Oh, yeah. And they had some TV show together where it was like Dave and Carmen. It was kind of like a heavier version of Nick and Jessica, the newlyweds. Yeah. They did Dave and Carmen, you know? And that's where I saw Dave Navarro for the first time because Carmen Electra was always bitching at him and shit. And uh, then I saw him on Ink Masters, and I thought he was badass on Ink Masters. I remember seeing Dave Navarro, he did his his solo act, and he was just called Dave Navarro, and it was in the 90s, and I remember seeing his music video or whatever all the time, and yeah, you should all know, man, he was in the 90s. You're 
trying too hard. I am trying too hard. But anyway, I mean, Dave Navarro is cool. I like him. I just, I, I know Jane's Addiction songs, but I like... When, when I was five. Oh, yeah. Uh, damn. And then they got Been Called Stealing. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I know you know that's that song. That's the song I think I was just singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um, they did a bunch of stuff. Like I said, uh, Perry Farrell... The lead singer of Port of Pirates, Jane's Addiction, is the one that founded Lollapalooza. It was his idea. Damn. 94, I think. I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure it was his main idea. Uh, see, we got sidetracked fast. No, I mean, it's, he's a part of the album. You gotta, we're talking about Jagged Little Pill, and Dave Navarro plays on the song You Wanna Know. It's completely relevant, Dale. Get your head out your ass there. Yeah. Yeah. Put it back in yours. Wow, yeah, yeah, what are you, yeah, yeah, okay. But, um, so with Alanis Morissette, back in, you said that you were glad you grew up in the 90s so that you could hear alternative music instead of pop bullshit. Yes. But this was the pop no. bullshit because this was, these were the chart this toppers. This alternative though. Right, that's the category. But this is what was played. Popular, yeah. Yeah, this is what was played number one over everything. Well, then maybe I meant like, Boy band, uh, girl band, I guess. Yeah, that didn't lead the genre until you know ninety nine, yeah. two thousand. That's when that wave came. Well, Early nineties, mid nineties. This is what led the airwaves. I mean, was Nirvana? True. Was Nirvana? Was Alanis Morissette? Fiona Apple? What are some other uh, bands? Uh, the Wallflowers. Yeah, and, and, and they train. Yeah, oh, I no. fucking can't stand no. train, dude. Drops Jupiter. <laughs> Oh, in my head. Goo Goo Dolls. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Goo Goo, yeah, Goo, Goo Dolls. I like the Goo Goo Dolls. So. Uh, fuck, there's some other. Stone Temple Pilots was around that time. Soundgarden was around that time. Yeah. But they were leading the airwaves, you know. They were the number one and the number two. Ooh, yeah, but see, I just didn't, like, uh, whatever you call it, politically speaking, yeah, genre. It was, this was popular. This is what it was everywhere on VH1, MTV, yeah, everywhere. I mean, everywhere. like I used because my Grocery dad. Store. The only reason I brought it up is because a popular radio station in our area uh, used to be called the Eagle. Yeah, I'll let you know that. Uh, they're called. I'm not going to promote their station for no. free. Okay, they're going to nah, have to get at me. Pull out like three dollars. Yeah, <laughs> that, I have a steep price. Okay, three bucks, and I'll say your radio I'll take station. <laughs> and. Uh, my, my dad used to deliver newspapers, and on the weekends, I would sit in the car and help him roll the papers, and he always made me get out and run them up to the front porch if that's what the customer paid for. Yeah. And we, he always had the popular radio station on, the Eagle, and at that time, they played, you know, top 20 hits of the of the day. Oh, you yeah. Know? And I always heard songs like, like Ironic and... Eagle-Eyed Cherry Saved Tonight. Um, Save tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hand in my pocket. Uh, Lenny Kravitz. Yeah, Fly Away was always Hell on. You know. yeah. um, I'm also thinking of uh, Rock by no, Sex and Candy was always oh, on. Oh, Marty's Playground. Yeah. yeah. So songs like that were always on. Those were 90s one hit wonders that fucking just led a damn generation. Like. It's all you needed then, you know? You just needed one hit, and it would fucking stick. Nowadays, no. Kinda. God, maybe. I don't know. I feel like 
if you have one big hit nowadays, you have to make another. Well, no, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe, because like, there's, we know the big artists that have multiple hits, right? Your Bieber, your Grande, your Swift. Yeah. Uh, and guess what? That's all done by producers and everything else and fucking fake ass people. Kind of. Kind of. Taylor Swift writes all her own songs. And she gets better every year, I think. She does write her lyrics. I'll give her that. Uh, I don't know how much Ariana Grande writes or beeps, but my point is, one-hit wonders nowadays, it's really hard for me to name a one-hit wonder. You know? Yeah, you really can't, because you're like, okay, maybe they had one hit this year, and then you're like, oh, like nine months later, oh, they got another one? Like, oh, I forgot all about this band. Oh, then like, you had Oasis Wonderwall. Right. I was going to mention Oasis. You know? And then you even. had the verb Bittersweet Symphony. I love that song. I do too. But they don't get paid for it. I know. Tell them why, Dale. Because they stole one fucking lyric from the Rolling Stones. And the Rolling Stones found out. And now they don't get paid. Anytime you hear Bittersweet Symphony, the verb does not get paid for it. This song I were listening to hand in my pocket. I'm getting off track here. But I just read this in the CD book. Alanis Morissette is obviously doing the vocals, and she plays the harmonica in this song. Yep. Everything else is done by one guy. Yep. Glenn, uh... Oh! Uh, oh. Starts with a B. Oh, damn it! Ballard. Yeah, that's him. Glenn Ballard does guitars, keyboard, and recording mix. If it was not for him, I really... This album would not have been as good as it was. She was transitioning from moving from Canada to the United States at the time. And she started writing this album in Canada. And she made little progress because she was moving from uh, Ontario to Toronto. And then when she finally moved to California, that's when she met Glenn and they had a big connection. And he helped her do everything on this album. So I'm glad for him. I don't even know who he is, but I just read it in the book, and I was really fucking impressed that one guy did almost the whole song, aside from vocals and harmonica. Well, look at Lenny Kravitz. Wow, I he love Lenny. He does it every bit of it. Recording, mixing, instruments. That motherfucker's crazy. But that's for another episode. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so I used to deliver newspapers, and the popular, the station that played popular music of the time, and this was back in 95, I was Pelican. seven years old, yeah, <laughs> and so this is what was playing now. Now, if I was delivering newspapers today, I would have to turn to the We Play Everything station to hear this kind of music, you know? Yeah. The popular station today does not play 90s alternative. No, there, there is actually only one channel that does play stuff like this, but they play a mix, too, of new stuff, too, and then stuff like this. Kind of. I mean, the, the one that we play everything station, you know yeah. what I'm talking about. I know exactly they, what you're talking about. They play a lot of different stuff, they really. Do. They go 70s. Or you have to walk through a food line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's 99 WMAG. Yeah. This album means so much to me, though. How come? Alright, this is the first Alright, we can't say it was the first album I bought two albums The very first two albums I ever bought in my life I was eight years old On my birthday, I bought Alanis Morissette, Jagged Little Pill And Pearl Jam's 10 And it was because of You Ought to Know The song You Ought to Know I remember seeing the video and I was in love with that song And my dad really liked the album too Because uh, he had heard other songs And I couldn't pinpoint them 
So I was like, Dad, take me to the local music store. I wanted to buy that album, and I bought it. And I had it forever, dude. I had it till I was 20 until my car got stolen. It was still in my CD book. But I had to finally get another copy, and it just takes me back to the 90s. It is like one album that I love listening to, because I just picture like... Coffee shops. That's it, that's it. Friends. Yeah. Like, I mean... She, no internet. She moved to California from Canada. So I'm thinking like 90s California. You remember that movie Pleasantville? I love Pleasantville. All right, so they were in California then in the 90s. And that's what it always, I always pictured. Schoolyard scene. Cigarettes like at the picnic tables and or Clueless. Oh, yeah, Clueless, you know, big 90s. Dude, that's, that just that time period. Got all your different factions. And they were really broken up because each... You know, each click really was all about one thing. You know, your valley girls, <laughs> your valley girls were all about shopping and fucking expensive things. Your jocks were all about sports. Yeah, your skateboarders all about partying, beer bonging it, and fucking getting ripped, smoking the James. Yeah, and then you had your goth, you know, blacked out kids that were in their metal scene and re- love painting their nails and bracelets and spikes and punk. You know. SLC Punk Yeah It's one big 90's movie But I then what's love. crazy Is that that still Even happened When we were in school In a sense in a But now it's more melded You've got Like me For example In school I, I didn't fit Into any one category I couldn't I, I couldn't be solely jock because I was in marching band and loved fucking nerd shit. Yeah. You know, I loved anime, but at the same time, I loved playing football. Yeah, like I said, you and, were in the football and in the band, and, and then, I was also into gaming and yeah. liked Pokemon and Magic the Gathering. But you know, could easily transition <laughs> <laughs> could easily transition into other categories and you know fit with the other cliques because I I didn't see I was a loser, baby. So why don't you hate me? <laughs> <laughs> Every episode. I'm a loser, Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> Just switch it up. I went back to the 90s, Beck. Oh, okay. I'm a loser, baby. Oh, I hate that song. Yeah. But, He's coming out with a new album, yeah. too, by the way. See, I was that way, too, you know? It's like, I was... I was a lost kid. Like, I didn't know where to fit in. I tried to be cool with everybody. And they liked the Jane that I had, so... I was cool with the football kids, the preps, and everybody... But I felt like that was just because they wanted something. <laughs> right. I felt like I was just being used by everybody. Which which happens all the fucking time. But whatever. I didn't care. I just wanted the, I guess, communication, I guess. I didn't want to be alone, but in a way I still was. Yeah, see, her music takes me back to the skating rink. Because I remember hearing You Learn, you know, it was like one of the slow jam couple skates. I remember definitely hearing Ironic, like, all over the fucking place, dude. Yeah. Walking through the mall. You know, go, getting dropped off at the mall in the 90s, dude. No holds barred. All day, dude. My parents would drop me off at like, do they open? 9.30 or something like that. And they come pick me up at like 8 o'clock at night. You're frequenting the food court, hitting up yeah. the arcade. No money. I mean, none. They might give you a five spot. Yeah. <laughs> That's about but it. Imagine, you remember how far you could carry money, though, back then, dude? You really could. I yeah. feel like I could go to the mall with 20 bucks and be in there for nine hours and still oh, leave with some dude, money. Dude, like, I remember like even back in the day, like Spencer's. I would go in there, and I would buy... They had a limb Biscuit... Almost like a Lisbon Biscuit Lego set. Came with the stage and all the characters and everything. And it was badass. I got it on clearance for $1.50. And I was like, whoa! 
I just seen it the other day on eBay going for $250. Bet you wish you had that. Fuck yeah. Could have flipped it. I remember going into KB Toys a lot. That was my store. I always had like, you know, a map of KB Toys that I walked around and stayed in every section for a certain amount of time until I moved to the next. And, uh, that was just fucking great, man. It was, it was, it's a time period that a, a lot of younger generational kids will never get to experience because of the internet and mobile phones. They'll just never know that you had to call your friend's house, have their dad pick up the phone and say, yeah, uh, hey, can I speak to Joey? And, yeah, hold on. Joey! Uh, mine was different. Well, I you, was, God, that loser's calling again! And, you know, you finally get your buddy on the phone and you're like, hey, man, we, ask your dad if he'll drop you off at the mall in two hours or whatever. Oh, yeah, he says it's cool. We'll see you there. Hey, can I spend the night? <laughs> just hope that they show up there, right? Yeah. You get to the and mall. You're sweating. You're like, oh, I don't want to be like, oh, I don't want to be alone here. You get to the mall and you're just sitting down at a food court table and you, you're staring at the door waiting for them to walk in. Because you can't get a text message of, I'm here or I'm outside. We didn't you're, have beepers. We couldn't afford them. No, hell no. That's for doctors. Uh, so you're just sitting there. You see him come through the door, and you're like, oh, fuck, dude. The day's about to get rowdy, man. They fucking walk through the door, and you're on it, dude. And, you know, yeah, when you call, you got to use the payphone to call your parents. Or they said, we're going to be outside the food court at 7 o'clock. Your ass better be out here. It's 7 Did you ever see your mom? Like fucking marching through the mall at 7.30. You would run. You would run and go to the other side of the mall, go out, walk out in the parking lot, and be in the car, but LG the whole time. Because you know you forgot to look at a clock, or you're like, oh, fuck, dude, it's 8. My mom's been out there for an hour, and she's fucking storming through the fucking mall like, why the hell were you? I thought you'd been kidnapped. I was hoping... And your excuse was, oh, I was either in the bathroom or I was waiting on my food. Yeah, like, oh, man, we were on the other, we were walking back from JCPenney, man, chill. There was this girl I was following. Yeah, Yeah, dude, like, uh, that's a thing people, you know, now their excuse is my phone died. Like, yeah, but your friends have phones. No way, none of your phones are dead, dude. Well, nowadays, parents got GPS chips in their children. (laughs) Shit, you were wearing your necklace. I know where you were. See how it was, too, though, it's like... For us, our us rebellious kids, like our parents would drop us off at the mall or whatever, and as soon as they leave, we'd go out and smoke cigarettes, <laughs> or we would just not go to the mall. We'd walk around the streets and be back. Or get your older bro- buddy that's twenty one to pick you up and go get oh, drunk yeah, go at his house. Sparks. Yeah. Go huff some paint. <laughs> and that's how it was though, though. But see, even like we would go to this swimming pool that was near the mall. And we would go swim for a little while, we'd get bored, and then we would walk over to the mall. It was cool back then, you could do that. Like, hell nowadays, man, I ain't letting my kids fucking walk up the road by the Dude, when I was five years old, no shit, five or six, I, I lived in Thomasville for a short period of time, and so my memories for them have to be around that age, I'm guessing. So five, six, or seven. This one year, I got some money for my birthday, like ten bucks. You live, and you learn. I used to wake up early as fuck, like eight o'clock, and walk a mile up the road at eight in the morning on a Saturday to go to Burger King and get myself breakfast. You got this. Nobody questioned a five-year-old by themselves. No, dude. 
I and I and I know how far that fucking where my house was that Burger King because yeah. it's all still there. Yeah. And I I walk up to that Burger King. Nobody questioned me. Went inside, ordered my food, paid in cash, and went and sat down at a table by myself as a fucking six year old. Ate my breakfast. I thought you said five. Whatever. Five. I said five, six, <laughs> or seven. Fucking, one of the three. Because the memories, they all mailed. You know, yeah. I don't have it like. It a, still is just a sense of time. Though. Yeah. I yeah. I don't know the exact age, but I know I was young as fuck. My daughter's eight years old, and I know for damn sure she ain't walking no goddamn way. Hell no. <laughs> I don't even let her go to the mailbox myself. You know, this is 95, 94, and I sat down, ate my breakfast, and then walked my happy, slappy ass back home. And, you know, it was like, what up, guys? I mean, that's what it was like. fucking nuts. See, like, I would go, well, I wasn't like five or six, so even five and six years old, we would still go and hang out with our buds or whatever and just walk the woods. Yeah, for hours, dude, till fucking... See, my parents were weird, though. As soon as it came sunlight, you ate breakfast, they pushed you out the door, locked the door. That's not weird. That's normal. You could not come back until it was night. It's it's normal, then. And we would just walk the woods, climb trees, gone forever, and we didn't need nothing. Bro, I have this vivid memory of of climbing to the top of this very fucking tall pine tree. I mean, like, I could see over all the houses of the neighborhood and shit. Yeah. And it, and it, the, the way this tree had grown was at the very top. It had a place to sit, and all the branches kind of sprouted out. Kind of like a, it looked like a nest. It was so fucking thick, dude. And I remember being able to see over all the houses. And if I would have fallen, I would have died. And yeah. nobody knew I was up there. Yeah. Nobody knew I was out there. I climbed that fucking tree on my own. Just like, what? Not no fear, no sense of danger. Whatever happens, happens kind of shit, dude. And I could not do it now because I know if I got too fucking high up in the tree, I would start being like, man, the risk is so high if I fall. Yeah. And it's just something oh about God. that that freedom of the 90s, dude. And this music represents all that, you know? You learn is a great example of that shit. You learn. What was, uh, you had mentioned something about... One of the songs she wrote with somebody. Oh well, yeah, like you ought to know. Okay. Was we're not gonna get to that. So. No, we already played it. Oh yeah, I said that. <laughs> so we've already gotten to that. Oh yeah, we well, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> was apparently it was about her and Uncle Joey from Full House dating, and he cheated on her. So that's how she got the lyrics from it. She's never stated that's what it was, but that he did say he was the reason for it. So it's a mystery. Wow. Isn't it? That's crazy. What a dick. What's crazy about this album, too, and, like, she must have made a good impression on people, too. But on her tour for this album in 96, Taylor Hawkins, the drummer for Foo Fighters, was her tour drummer. Whoa. Fuck yeah, dude. She had a bit in it. 90s man. Well, she's Canadian, and Canadians stick together like she crazy. She was engaged to the beautiful Ryan Reynolds. Right? Really? Yeah, for like three years Four. in the mid 2000s. So it was young Ryan. That was before Scarlett Johan. Oh yes. Well, he married her. Yeah, lucky, lucky. Uh, nah, nah. He's married now to Bev. Uh, ooh, what's her name? Blake Lively. That's it, Blake Lively. Uh, God, smoking. 
They have kids together. I don't think ScarJo wanted kids because he was married to her forever. Yeah, for a while, dude. Then they got divorced. I was like, whoa. But see, nobody remembers, dude. I've been a Ryan Reynolds fan since the 90s. Because of the show. You ready? On the count of three. One, two, three. Two guys, a girl, and a pizza place. My fucking show. That was my show. I used to watch it. God, I loved it. But, yeah, so Canadians really... You know who she reminds me of, though? Another Canadian female singer that, to me, sings in the kind of style that she sings in. Okay. Who? Avril Lavigne. I can see Avril Lavigne covering these songs. I can see what you're talking about with her voice. Yeah. I could, no, I could see that. Hers was, you know, on the line, not saying Avril was, but her, the music was more on the line of 2000s punkish, like Good Charlotte and shit. Yeah. With Skater Boy and all that. But I. But she kind of does cut that sound now you think about it. Now I that could, I do think about it. I could hear Avril sing some of these songs and they could fit. Like, if Avril Lavigne and Alanis Morissette did a song together, I think it would be pretty fucking powerful. Wouldn't that be wild? Yeah, I think it would sound really good. Just just because their voices are similar to me and their style of delivering lyrics. I mean, I can see it. I never knew how many songs I knew were on this one album. It's like seven songs. Did she ever win any Grammys or anything? Dude, for this album, was nominated for nine Grammys and won fucking five of them. Whoa. In 95, five Grammy wins? That's what I'm saying, dude. This is her That's first incredible. album? No, this is her third album. She did two in Canada. This is her first uh, international, I guess, United States release. And it, she sold 33 million copies of it. And it's been named one of the best albums of all time. And I support that. You agree that it should? I, I agree. This, this is always going to be... I don't care how old I am. I'll always have this album, and I have no problem playing it, ever. It's like, you know, a lot of these songs end up in so many movies, you know? So many movies and TV shows. She's even been in movies, hasn't she? Yeah. She played God once. She did? Yeah. Uh, Let me try and guess. Hold on. Give me some clues. Affleck Ben. Alright, Ben Affleck. Damon Matt. Matt Damon. Lee Jason. Okay, Jason. This has got to be Mallrat. No! Damn it. Clerks! Clerks. <laughs> no, Dogma. Oh, Dogma. Okay. I, that's one of those I, loved, I haven't seen. I, loved her. I remember it came out in the 90s. Okay. Yeah, I loved her scene in there because she could not talk. And she would just go up to somebody and they'd be like, oh my God, like they're staring God in the face. And she just boop on the nose, and that was it. And she had like little butterflies around her and shit like that. And then she just walk away and skip, and she was almost like a child, like an inner child. It was so wild, but I, it was it was cool. I enjoyed it. That's like that's another like uh, '90s iconic thing is those movies like Mallrats, Dogma, uh, uh-huh. Clerks. You know, Clerks has totally nailed video rental stores in the '90s. Wow. What a fun trip, dude! It is. It's. It's still. I'm. I'm still kind of like flabbergasted and and just thinking in my head. You've been listening to two guys in a car with a CD book. I'm Gene. Dale. You can always hit us up on the socials at Unhinged Pierce for me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Wolfix Biker on Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. Give us your comments, questions, corrections, or concerns. 
We want to hear your stories about your time in whatever we're doing. Whatever we're doing, what are you doing tomorrow? Whatever music, whatever <laughs> music, music speaks, coffee. Yeah, whatever music speaks to you the most. Hit us up with some suggestions. We'd love to play what you want to hear and talk about. Don't maybe. you think it's ironic? Uh, no. You're trying too hard, Dale. Damn it. Just, Do it on purpose. Just let the music speak for itself. Thank you for listening to Two Guys in a Car, the CD book. We'll be back next week. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. I'm Gene. Dale. Later. Peace.